Okay, 34 past the hour back in this Friday afternoon. And let's take a second and take care of our health and our wellness with our wellness expert, Laura DeSanctis. Find her on Instagram at Go With Your Gut. And she joins us now. Laura, happy Friday. Hi, Jeff. Happy Friday. Okay, and it's the fourth day of March. We're four days into National Nutrition Month, which I guess it's a good thing or it's good news that we got this potato chip war going on right now, and it's hard to find potato chips on the grocery store shelves. So I guess if there was any month we would have a potato chip shortage, March would make sense. How fitting, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a bit about National Nutrition Month. What, what is it all about? Yeah, I think it's one of the best ways for us to put our best fork forward. So really, I think it's the time of year when it's springtime, we're thinking about our resolutions again, we're thinking about eating and getting back on track. And really the whole goal with uh, National Nutrition Month is to make us become more aware of the importance of nutrition and healthy eating. Okay. And is there a theme this year? Every year there's a theme. So for this year, um, it's all focused on ingredients for a healthier tomorrow, which means that we need to look at these key ingredients um, because they help us live longer and healthier. So every year there's a theme for National Nutrition Month, and this one focuses on food literacy, food security, making sustainable food choices, and this is something you and I have talked about on your show a few times, uh, nutrition care and prevention, because we do know that when we eat certain foods, they can help us um, with preventing disease. So that's something to take into account as well. Yeah. And you know, that was a big kind of light switch moment for me, if you will. The light switch went on when I really made that connection between food and health. And it uh, constantly amazes me, just that Mm -hmm. connection between food and your overall health. Really, you are what you eat. What you put inside your body has such an effect on it. That's right. I always like to tell people, make a food and mood journal. So if you're not sure about um, working with a dietitian or nutritionist um, and you're wondering, you know, what are the health goals I want to focus on? Write down for the first few days, you know, what you're eating and how you're feeling before, during and after. So the food and mood journal, um, because food plays such a direct correlation to how we feel, how we think, how we move. That is really interesting. I've never done that. I'm going to try that maybe for a week because what I usually do when it comes to food and if I, you know, got a bit of a hunger and I want a snack, I'll look at that bag of chips. I'll uh, look at whatever it is I think I'm eating. I'll almost stare it down, Laura, and I'll say to myself, okay, up front, I know you're going to taste good, but how am I going to feel afterwards after this? (laughs) That's right. So so keep in mind of those food decisions. I mean, um, it's, it's fine if you want, and we talk about this a lot, about that 80-20, having that balance. But if you're reaching for the chips every day after a long day at work or after exercising, ask yourself, look, what is the behavioral change you need to make? How can you have a balanced diet? Um, what are the things that maybe you're lacking in your diet? So a lot of the time we think, okay, we need to remove certain foods out of our diet, but we don't think about in addition. So if I'm going to take something out of my diet, what am I going to add to it? And I always like to encourage people as nutritionists to add more fruits and veggies because chances are, we aren't really eating enough of them. Yeah, without a doubt. And it's amazing, again, the effect it has on your body because uh, many times I'll put the bag of chips down, I'll go find maybe, I don't know, an apple and I might have some natural peanut butter on it. uh, And you feel, uh, I mean, it's tasty there, but you also feel better afterwards. That's right. I know for me too, I mean, chocolate is something, that's my kryptonite. So if I'm craving something that's sugary, I try to have something like kiwi or pineapple where there's natural sources of sugar. So I like that, Jeff, how you're looking at food and then you're asking yourself, okay, how can I have something healthier, a healthier snack option instead of having the chips? 
So looking at those labels as well, the no artificial colors, um, those ingredients, having something that's more natural, whole, and organic, that's something that when we talk about National Nutrition Month, that's something that nutritionists and dietitians really emphasize. Okay, next, Laura, any tips on how people can, I don't know, kind of personalize their plate, uh, as it were, and really kind of uh, make what you're putting on your plate, what you're consuming, what you're eating, uh, yours? Yeah, I think what we need to realize is we need to eat um, what's best for us. So there's no one-size-fits-all approach. And when you're looking at your diet, you want to take into account everything going on. So if you have any chronic conditions, if you're at risk for something, what your hydration status could be, your age, your gender, all of those things play a factor when you want to personalize your plate. Um, And again, thinking about instead of restriction, addition. So how can you incorporate more fruits and vegetables and half your plate, half the actual serving of your plate should be fruits and veggies. And a lot of people end up having, um, especially in the wintertime, I would say more carbs, so more potatoes or sweet potatoes. So you want to stay away from that and have as much as you can more of the veggies, at least half a plate in each um, meal that you're having. How do you feel about if you just don't like a vegetable? Because this is my stance on kale. I have tried to love kale. I've tried to like kale at times. I know it's good for me. I know it's quote-unquote a superfood. I just don't like kale. I don't like the taste. I don't like the texture. Uh, Kale and I, we've broken up. Yeah, you can't be friends anymore, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, That's okay. I mean, go for a spinach or a baby spinach. I don't think if there's something like a kale or a certain green that you don't like, you can even try a powder form. So there's always workarounds. There's a lot of uh, green powders you can put in green shakes. Or I don't know if you want to sneak in the kale, Jeff, and add that to some of your uh, breakfast shakes in the morning. You can always do that as well. But I know a lot of people ask me, you know, I'm not a fan of this vegetable or that. Don't eat it then. Find uh, a workaround for it. All right. And any tips on uh, how we can really kind of up our nutrition game uh, this month? Is there certain strategies? Sure. Um, I always like to tell people, you know, if you're craving candy, try to substitute that with fruit because I call fruit nature's candy. So we know that it's full of vitamins and minerals and fiber. But if you're craving that sugar, um, opt for an apple or a banana or an orange. Um, and even I like to tell people, try to go for a meatless Monday. So we know that plant-based meals can be really healthy and delicious and nutritious. So try having that meatless Monday if you can. And since things are opening up again, too, I would encourage people to take a cooking class um, because I think home-cooked meals are usually lower in fat, calories, and sodium. Um, they're less expensive, but it's also you taking control of your plate and your diet. Mm-hmm. Back to uh, fruits for just a second, those natural occurring sugars. Are there some fruits that are better than others, or are they all essentially equal? Um, I think really... To me, I think I would look at, you know, if it's organic or not first. And then if you're looking at the sugar content, what time of day do you want to have it if you feel like your sugar is really low? Um, If you're someone that has diabetes, then you're going to need to stay away from certain types of foods because the sugar content. But I think they're all great. Um, They all provide different minerals and vitamins. Like I really love uh, oranges. I really love bananas. But again, for me, it depends on the time of day that I'm eating it. So I caution people uh, watching the time of day, too, because you can have a banana post-workout. But even if they're in in season, I think that really plays a big role, too. So peaches in the summer versus having a peach in the winter, because it's not going to have that same uh, nutritional value and component because it's not in season. All right, and just finally, is National Nutrition Month, which again is for the month of March, is it something that, uh, you know, it's just to make people more aware and to keep up those uh, healthy eating habits uh, throughout the year, and it's much like going to the gym and uh, working out, it's all about consistency when it comes to nutrition? I think so. It's all about consistency, but realizing, too, that everyone's 
uh, nutrition is individualized and personalized. But National Nutri- Nutrition Month is a great way for awareness. So letting you know, okay, like it's not just for the month of March, but keep in mind every month, every day, what are your daily eating habits? Um, what are your energy needs? What are your wellness goals? And how does that fit in with your nutrition? All right. I'll tell you what, for National Nutrition Month, I'll give Kale one last shot. <laughs> all right laura pleasure as always thank you so much have a great weekend thank you you too there's laura DeSanctis, our wellness expert again find her on instagram at go with your gut and we're back after a quick break you're listening to the jeff MacArthur show Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.